Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a great day to be an Arizona Coyotes fan as we have not just one, but two different pieces of news to report to you guys on today's episode. I'm Robin Leonio alongside Carl Pavlik. Arizona takes a 2-0 win over the New York Islanders. We're going to talk about that game. Plus, the city of Tempe has made an approval to send the Coyotes project proposal to a referendum for a special election in may we're going to talk about that as well in just a moment but first i want to thank him for making this show your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms including on youtube today's episode also brought to you by bet online bet online is brought to you by your bet online has you covered <laughs> this season with all with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online is where the game starts so let's get into this. We're going to start with talking about the the game, the win over the New York Islanders. Three straight wins for the Arizona Coyotes on the road. Carl, did any of us see this happening? Uh, no, no, we did not. Uh, we could lie to you listeners uh, and say that there was a lost episode because we didn't have one this morning where we completely accurately predicted this game. Uh but we're not going to insult your intelligence. No one saw this coming. Even throughout the entire game, I was like, this isn't happening. The Coyotes are obviously going to cough this one up late. Um, and it's going to go from like a 1-0 lead to like a 3-1 loss. But that didn't happen. They they stayed tight and they won their third straight. Winning their third straight game makes it really interesting. Uh, Arizona now, you know, taking an, um, yet another win. And... You know, we can talk about standings all we want. We can joke about it. But technically, in the standings, they are leapfrogged some some teams. They move up in the, quote, playoff picture. And <laughs> they're technically in a wild card spot. I don't know. I don't know how to uh, break that down because we are, you know, this is a rebuilding team. They shouldn't be where they are right now. But it's all fun in games when we discuss something like that. Yeah, it's it's an 82 game season and weird things are going to happen. Uh it's kind of like if you flipped a quarter for like 100 times, you're going to get a stretch where you get like five heads in a row. Uh it doesn't mean that it's going to uh, you know, make you a better quarter flipper. Uh the Coyotes aren't a better team. Uh they're just, you know, on a hot streak. Things are going right for them. Soon things are going to go wrong for them. And, uh, you know, that is going to be tough to watch. So you might as well just enjoy the good times when you can. Enjoy the good times as you can, indeed. Um, as, you know, a lot of different things are, you know, surprising for Arizona and going good in their way. Uh, let's take a look at some of the examples here. Uh, Karelve Melka has recorded his first shutout of the season. Uh, he looked good tonight. He looked good in the last game, um, as in his last game as well. And like, he's just looking, he's just been looking good out there, you know, like yeah. he's had a rocky start, a really rocky start, 
but he's kind of, you know, kind of finally, you know, getting his groove back, getting, you know, the, you know, the typical Karel Vemelka that we saw middle of last season. Yeah. Uh, although surprisingly, it wasn't a shutout with like 40 goals against. Uh, the Coyotes did a great job at limiting the Islanders to 24 shots on goal. Uh, the Islanders just missed the net so many times, but the Melka had to make some key saves. He had to be like completely engaged, um, like just fully locked in. There was plenty of moments where if he had done something different with his body, like there would have been a goal, but he, he didn't, he was completely in control and it was great to see. It is, it is, it is absolutely great to see, you know, um, it make, it, it makes things again. We talk about this team in the situation that they're in. Um, and we go back to last year, Carl. You and I have have like essentially hammered down the notion that we're taking as many silver linings as possible. Here is a silver lining. You take a look at Karelvi Malka and the way he's kind of going and these kind of couple games that he's had. It's like, okay, like, you know, this is good. But you also got to ask, is it sustainable? We have yet to see that because he's had ups and downs. But, you know, take, we take each, each thing, you know, each bit as small as we can, each small victory, and, you know, just take it. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely, like, when I was watching the game, that became my mentality in the third period when the Coyotes were, like, up 1-0. There was, like, less than 10 minutes left. And, like, say, Travis Boyd would do, like, a really good play to protect the puck as he got in deep and, you know, set it up for a shot on goal. Um, Lawson Krauss doing a lot of good work. The Coyotes are doing a lot of the small things right, right now. And that's really what you need because you need a team that's, you know, willing to put in the work, willing to do things the right way. Um, you know, the, the roster is going to change. Like it's part of being a rebuilding team. But if the Coyotes can instill a culture where you do the right thing, not only are they going to be rewarded now, but they're going to continue to have success. Absolutely. We're talking the Arizona Coyotes win over the New York Islanders. Two to nothing is the final score. We're going to talk about um, the game a little bit more in just a little bit, get to some of the other um, you know, stats and cool things to take away from on this game in just a moment but first i'm gonna turn to carl for a quick word so i just have a message from our friends at bet online and that's betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information stats news and analysts it is where you can get all of the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports and hockey They've got it covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's continue this episode of Locked on Coyotes as Arizona, once again, taking the 2 to nothing win over the New York Islanders. Let's take a look at some of the other highlights, Carl. Uh, the goal scorer, right? Travis Boyd, he's you know getting himself that goal. A power play goal again. First, let's, I do want to talk about the power play in a little bit. But Travis Boyd with the goal, 
Uh, don't you just love seeing someone like Travis Ford get you know get the uh, get the goal right there? Yeah, his second of the the season. Um, great to see the power play doing well. Travis Ford is definitely a big piece of that. Uh, his, his spot is a little bit less secure now that there's not the you know Nick Schmaltz in there because um, I feel like part of his job was like really gelling well with the him and Keller, but he's still. He's still doing the right things. Like I said, he had a great move in the third period beyond the goal um, just to kind of keep the team in there. Absolutely. You know, and his goal was a power play goal. So I do want to talk about that. Arizona, Carl, has 13 now power play goals uh, this season in line with 13 games played. Yep, A power play goal technically per game. Um, yes. I know there was a couple games in which they missed, they did not get any power play goals, but you know, they had others where they had multiple. So a power play goal per game. Um, what like, we talked about this on a previous episode, but isn't it interesting to take a look at the fact that how bad Coyote's power play was last year and how good it is now? <laughs> Uh, uh, it was funny because uh, they, they cut to John McClain on the bench with the Islanders, which is where he's at now. Um, but yes, it, it's great to see the Coyotes power play clicking. I am never sure why like certain power plays excel some years and don't. Um, and certain penalty kills excel some years and don't. Like Even if there's like not major changes in coaching staff or, or rosters uh but which I, i'd say is pretty much the case like well coaching but not roster most of the power play players are the same um yeah i i don't know i don't know if it's just other teams aren't wise to it or if the coyotes are legit just have an awesome system on the power play i'm not sure um if he's making this if it's this coach that's making the difference or not um, but I do recall we had a conversation um, in the offseason and a little bit earlier this season, too, on the kind of impact we might have expected uh, coach, assistant coach John Madden would make. He kind of was part of the power play of, a, of other teams um, and special teams and other teams. So it's very likely that he's part of that. Um, and it's very likely that he's making that impact and he's making that positive impact and that big and that really big change. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I can think of is just like the players are more comfortable together. Like the major play people we're seeing on the power play, Richie, uh, Keller, Boyd now, uh, I think Mosier's got quite a few points. They they were all playing together last year, but that was, you know, kind of new for them. Now they just kind of maybe gel a bit more, they practice a bit more, maybe they could just kind of like have better chemistry. But it, it does seem like coaching is a significant difference and you know you love to see it because we are now seeing the power play steal games for the coyotes absolutely um is there anything else that you think that we should take from on this coyotes win um because there is i mean there, there's a decent amount you can take away from i want to know what else you that that you that maybe something i'm missing something that uh i'm not touching on i talked about power play talked about corelli milk and stuff like that but what else have you noticed from the Coyotes of this game? So one thing that I do want to point out, um, kind of briefly mentioned, but needs to be named, uh, Clayton Keller had two primary assists on the night. 
Um, he now has 11 assists on the season, uh, along with four goals. That is 15 points in 13 games. Did you think that you would be seeing Clayton Keller as a point-a-game player this early in the year? This, this early in the Actually, this late in the year. Because, you know, point-a-game player in your first two games, that's one thing. 13 games in. That's a little 13, bit of a different story. Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right. Um, no, I don't think so. But also, I think we should also consider the fact that, like, we knew Clayton Keller was going to be good. But we also knew he his talent would have only been limited by how the overall talent of the Coyotes are because, you know, we knew they weren't going to be winning games. Um, turns out the fact that, um, well, they are winning games. They've won six uh, through yeah. 13 games, um, which is, again, honestly astonishing. Um but if you so if you look at if you consider that you know in hindsight it's like okay like if we if if we knew the Coyotes were to be at this point in the standings then I'd be like okay if there's somebody who's gonna be behind you know a lot of these points and a lot of the way it's gonna be it's gonna be Clayton Keller. Sure, uh, I, I finally understood where you're going with that. Where you're like, if we knew the Coyotes were winning, we would retroactively just assume it was Clayton Keller, and we would be right, <laughs> and that is absolutely. Absolutely the case. Yes. That's uh, uh, an interesting way of looking at it. Um, Clayton Keller, he's not scoring as many goals, but he is definitely making an impact on this team. And I, I, I do think that it is, you know, less of a noticeable impact um, this year. So I, I just want to keep calling it out because I, I'm worried that we are going to not focus on it as much. Because when he was getting like 25 goals, looked like he was going to have 30 like on the season. That was great. That's what we were talking about. But he's had what? One, two, three. This is now his fourth multi-point game. He had a three-assist game earlier. Like he's doing good things. He is doing good things. He's making, you know, like he's making this team as exciting as we can make it. And obviously the team is actually pretty exciting right now in these last couple of games. But like, you know, it's <sighs> There's a reason to look at Clayton Keller as a as a leader of this team. If you don't want to use the word captain um, and, and anytime soon, that's fine. But you can still use the word leader. Yep. And he is he is the type of leader that I I personally really like. The leader who, hey, the team's struggling. They're down. I'm gonna go out there and get a goal. I'm going to go out there and either score one or I'm going to facilitate one. I don't necessarily think that the leader who's like, I'm going to go out there and get a big hit or start a fight is, is as good as a player who's like, I'm just going to put this offense on my back. Yeah. He leads by his own skill, which, which is honestly amazing. I love to see that. And also of course he leads with his, just his overall presence, right? You know, like he makes it exciting to be out there. Like he yeah. just like, you know, you just see the way he plays. You see the way he acts. You see the way he is. Um, he makes a difference. He, I believe he really does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Like early on, I would say MVP for the Coyotes. Abs- absolutely. Any other final thoughts you want to give about this game before we move on and talk about <sighs> one more thing? 
just just real quick, um, watching the the game broadcast, I think it was brought up that this was one of the Coyotes' better starts. Uh, it's not. If you take two penalties, including one in the first five minutes, I'm sorry, it's not a good start. It's an okay start at best. Like that is just instant like marks against you. Yeah, absolutely. No, like you know, a good start is one in which you come out fast, don't take any penalties, and maybe even get a goal. Um, that yeah. part is uh, the goal part is optional, but as long as you have a um, a positive presence on the ice in the first ten minutes of the game, that's a good start. Yeah, a penalty three minutes in is not a good start. No, that is not a good start. So, um, so that, so yeah, so that statement is incorrect, but they did have just, you know, the rest of the game. It's like, okay, yeah, they, you know, they put things together enough to get the win. Absolutely. Once again, the final score, Arizona Coyotes defeat the New York Islanders two to zero to improve to six, six and one, 13 points on the season. Did not think none of us thought. Arizona would be at this point. But that's not enough for the game talk. In just a moment, I do want to talk about something else. As the city of Tempe has uh, made a vote while the game was going on to uh, put to. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that actually in just a moment. I'll let you know exactly what it is um, before we get into that. Though I do want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen today. For your second listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with, with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now let's move on to discuss that part. As the Arizona Coyotes are um, also had another, another major win. Um, or not, I wouldn't say major, but another win somewhat in this, uh, uh, um, on, on, on Thursday as, uh, there was a vote from the city of Tempe. There was a city council meeting, a special city council meeting, um, of whether or not the city of Tempe would refer the project or at least hold a date to refer the project of the, for the, for the TED, the Tempe entertainment district to a public referendum in a May 2023 special election. And Carl, the city of Tempe, unanimously voted in favor of holding that date, um, which is a good step. It's, you know, obviously not approval of the project itself, but it's a good step to say, hey, you know, we know that this might be not, this might be a possibility that it goes to the referendum. So we're going to have a reserve date, May 2023, for the special election. Uh, and that's when it, and that's when the public may be able to vote on it. And I say may because there's still a possibility that it doesn't go to the voters. Yeah, uh, politics are fun, uh, as as I'm sure everyone is enjoying these uh, this week. Um, you know, it, it, it's great. Um, we we were all kind of expecting it, and I I don't think there's any harm in actually holding that date. I also don't think there's any problem with the referendum. I I think no. that the Coyotes absolutely should have planned for it. I think it's a great way to get, you know, the public buy-in uh, in a way where you couldn't necessarily before. And I don't think there's any risk of it. I think this deal is very much designed to get public support. 
Yeah, and and I think the thing is that we seem to be moving in that direction that it will actually be a full-on move to the referendum because look at it this way: the city of Tempe seems to be in favor of, move, of uh, like already in that idea, unanimously approving the hold the date, and we'll see what they decide later this month of the actual decision with the actual decisions that they're going to make. But um, Javier Gutierrez, the president and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes was at the city council meeting um, and kind of uh, made a point to say, you know what, we are in favor of this moving to a public vote because we want to include, and even even uh, the city of Tempe kind of talked about this too, we want to promote inclusivity and transparency in this process. We want to be able to allow the city of Tempe public the city of tempe voters to have as much of a say and a much of an opinion in the matter of having a major project done on their land yeah and, and it didn't have to go that way the like he could have theoretically like raised a, a stink about it and said like look this is something that we need to get done now so we have it in our plan so it works but he didn't like it, it does seem like the coyotes are doing exactly the right way um they are making sure that they have enough time built in to make sure that nothing could go wrong um and i am sure that you know they could probably get the arena done before some of the entertainment district so they could rearrange things as they need to if it really is cutting into their schedule but I, I don't see anyone having any issues with this. I don't see Gary Bettman coming out and saying anything. I don't see anyone from the Coyotes saying anything. No one seems to be complaining. No one, yeah, no one seems to be complaining in general. I think because we know where we talked about this, we kind of know where the, temp, the uh, Tempe voters stand right now. There was a public poll. Obviously, you can you know take poll. You take polling with a grain of salt because you yes. know polling can be absolutely be wrong. But right, you know. But we still use it as a kind of chart to kind of get us to understand where things somewhat stand. There's a 60-40 in favor right now, right? People, a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of the, you know, Tempe voters seem to be out so far, seem to be like, yeah, you know what? This could be definitely beneficial for Tempe. We, we want to be able to get this approved. Um, and again, look, it's public fund. It's, it's no public funding for the most part here, right? It is a, it is a privately funded venue, privately funded project. Like, yeah very little risk to them um and it's in an area where like it's not going to cause too much of an issue yeah uh i i i've told people in uh our slack channel where like the big thing i always had when it came to being a tempe resident because i was one for like i think around seven years was traffic uh and this isn't going to cause a problem just the spot it, it's in it's not a major traffic spot there's some issues but you know i I don't think anyone's going to complain about it too much um no there will be game days but that's expected (laughs) yeah yeah i'm more meant construction traffic uh i know what you mean but i'm just joking around um but yes you are you're absolutely right even still like like i i experienced with the the first game at the mullet it's going to be close enough to the light rail so you can get public transportation and hopefully we see like more of a shift to that in the next couple of years, um, because I think that's going to be a great way to go to games. Um, mm-hmm. So even if they don't definitely... expand, even if even, like, you know, if they don't do much with the light rail there, I'm sure 
you know, they can figure out a way to maybe expand streetcar access, right? Because the Tempe streetcar is also, you know, a quote expansion of the, you know, the Metro rail. Um, yeah. And they can say, hey, we'll expand the streetcar to kind of go, let's say, not all the way to the arena, but all the way to the Tempe Center for the Arts. And like, oh, we're going to put it over there and you can walk the rest of the way, which is like, what, a five minute walk, if that, like, yeah. Or, or they could like just have a shuttle bus service um, at the stop just north of the of the uh, planned site and just have people shuttle over. But also, let's be real. This is an entertainment district. You're gonna want you're gonna want to have like transportation planned for there. Like beyond just coyotes games, you're gonna want to make it very easy to pe- for people to get to the bars and the restaurants and shopping and their luxury homes and all of that fun stuff. So there's gonna be something. Uh, I love the public transportation in Tempe. Uh, get an orbit bus up there. Absolutely, and I think that's the you know another thing you got to consider all that. The Tempe voters are gonna you know. They're going to get a lot and they're going to pr- they're, they're going to be able to get the full understanding of what this proposal is and what every detail of it, because or, um, those are probably decisions that could be made later on. And what exactly, you know, how much detail and, you know, uh, and uh, how much is going to be available as a vote, because maybe even like the project itself gets approved. But like, hey, certain elements are going to go to the public referendum. That's also an option. You're going to talk about stuff like that. Um, and. There's going to be a lot to it. The, uh, and I'm pretty sure, again, like I said, that there doesn't seem to be very much downside at all. Yeah. I, I think the Coyotes are in a good good position with this one. They just got to not screw it up. They got to not screw it up. They started off good because, again, how, how Javier Gutierrez, Gutierrez approached it in, in you know, welcoming the public referendum I mean, like, yes, absolutely. We are, you know, we welcome the public vote. We want to include them. We want to be transparent with them because we want to make sure that, uh, you know, that, let's put it this way. You don't want to alien, alienate them, right? Cause if they don't like it, then they, you know, and like, that's going to create even more issues. Right. So like, um, you want to be able to be welcoming and, you know, be a good face, in the city that you're going to build a massive project in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, let's look at this. Let's, let's look at it. This, what is a two, what's it? A $2.1 billion project. Um, that's going to have a lot. You talked about everything, not just the arena, but the, uh, but the house, the hotels, the, um, and the shops and, you know, and again, it's not in the arena. It's not just going to have coyotes. It, you know, it's probably also going to have, you know, it's concerts and a lot of other, you know, major events because it is, you know, it's going to be a place people want to go to. Yeah. Uh, like five years from now, when when we are, were young becomes a touring act, the modern day warp tour, uh, it's going to play at the, the Tempe Entertainment District. Like that's that's going to be kind of like some of the things you're going to be able to see there. Uh, it'll be like Westgate, but better. <laughs> but a lot better than Westgate because you're on a better side of the valley. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it'll, and it'll be like Tempe Marketplace, only slightly west. Exactly. Um, there's just, there's just, you know, things going right in that direction. Any other thoughts that you want to give on this, uh, on this vote as once again, the city of Tempe votes unanimously. 
to uh, halt that date? Um, not really. It, it seems like it was a more procedural thing, but an important step. Um, I was just, I'm glad to hear Gutierrez was involved in it speaking the right things. Absolutely. There's going to be a couple more. There's going to be at least, I, th I believe, three more meetings as the uh, city of Tempe discusses this proposal this month. I believe the 15th is when the Development Review Commission will, will meet to discuss uh, elements of the project. And on the 22nd and the 29th will be public meetings to discuss the project itself and prove potentially certain elements even the whole project altogether because that's still an option as well we're going to talk about those meetings on future episodes of the locked on coyotes podcast so you will definitely want to stay locked in we're going to get to it as much as we are able to and even if possible get ourselves get the boots on the ground we're going to be there at the at those meetings if at all possible uh but that's going to be it for today's episode of the locked on coyotes podcast if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a five-star review to like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube thanks again to those who tuned into the live part of this show we really appreciate your support and also don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio, Carl Pavlock, edit at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us as a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!